All right, it is the All In Podcast with Jeff Mosher, Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein. Of course, you hear it on 97.3 ESPN. What we do every week, we talk gambling odds, spreads, lines, totals, fantasy football. If you can put some money on it, we'll help you make that money. And, of course, as we always do, guys, we start off with the Eagles game Thursday night, short turnaround, coming off a 27-24, uh, sorry, 27-24 loss to the Lions the 3-0 Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites this Thursday night against the Eagles, who are 1-2. and two. I look at this, and I think about how last week we felt that the Lions, who were getting six points, were a good kind of bet to cover the spread. We felt that the Lions were good, the Eagles were beat up, and even if the Eagles won, which they didn't, it would be close. It was a close game. I kind of take that same philosophy here, fellas. I don't know how you feel. Mike, we'll start with you, but the Eagles are getting – Four and a half. They don't historically do well in Green Bay, but this is a different kind of Green Bay team. More defensive-minded defensive uh, team for Green Bay. Uh, Their defense is getting a lot of praise. Offensively, they struggled in week one against the Bears. They only scored 10 points in that game. Week two, uh, not a big offensive explosion. And then week three against Denver, what, 27 points last week for Green Bay. So their offense seems like it's on the way up. LaFleur, the new head coach there, who was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. So maybe they're getting their bearings a little bit more. I think the four and a half is interesting to start things off. I mean, right off the bat, when you see that on Thursday night, short week, these are not good nights for the road team. Typically, the short week, the road team does not fare well in this situation. A lot of unders on Thursday night football, sloppy play. So uh, ultimately, doesn't look like a great spot for Philly, and I would imagine that line is probably going to stick right around there. I mean, I don't think you're going to get Deshaun Jackson back. You might get Alshon. That shouldn't move the line too much, so it's probably going to stick right around here. So four and a half will probably be what you're looking at uh, on the Thursday night game. Jay Glazer reported that Alshon, he spoke to Alshon Jeffrey, and Alshon said he was going to play in this game. And there are reports that Camus Grugier-Hill, the linebacker, will play. So while the Eagles do get some reinforcements there, that's good, that linebacker and pass catcher with Alshon. And we saw the seven drops. There, That news is sort of tempered maybe, maybe by the fact that Ronald Darby is going to be out with a hamstring strain that's going to put Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas at the corners against guys like Devontae Adams and MVS. So, Ryan, they get some guys back, but they lose a guy. You're going into Green Bay where the Packers historically play well. Are we – is this a Packers team that you just expect is going to be the way they normally are? Or do you look at this and say, I think Eagles 4.5 is a good value? Or is there even value in the money line at, say, plus 180 on DraftKings? I don't think there's good value. No. <laughs> I mean, what – the Eagles have not covered in any of the three games. All right, they're one and two. They're zero and three when talking about the spread. So when you look at betting this game, I don't know how you can feel good about it. I mean, MG just made some good points as well. The road team on a Thursday night game on a short week, there's a lot of there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump over and make sure you don't hit any. And I don't feel good about this Eagles team right now. Mm-hmm. And when you go into Lambeau, you're already it's. Tuesday, as we're recording this, two days from now, it's already game day. We're still just getting over this Detroit Lions loss. And the Packers, I don't know, guys. Like, how good is their defense? If you look at the stats, 11.7 points per game, second in the NFL. Eagles, 
offense isn't bad. They're averaging 25.3, which is top 10. They're 10th in the NFL. When you look at the total, I don't know. Do you think it's going to be a shootout? Do you think it's going to be low scoring? If the Green Bay, if this is a Green Bay game, I'd like to think it's going to be low scoring, right? If the Eagles want to cover or even win outright and you want to take the Eagles in the money line, I think it's going to be a shootout. Do you agree with that assessment? Like, I'm all over the place. I don't know where to go with this game. The answer is I'm staying away. If I look at the total, I'd probably lean towards the under. DraftKings has it at 45. I think it's going to be under, maybe right around there. But that's the only thing I feel somewhat confident about when I'm talking about this game Thursday night. Well, 58% are betting over right now. 60% are going with Green Bay uh, where the public is betting. So 58% like over 45. Again, on the Thursday night game, if I'm betting anything on the total, I'm going under. If I just don't feel comfortable with it, I'm going to stay away. 45 on a Thursday night, I'd love to see the stats for how many Thursday night games go over 45. Good defense here. Eagles defense, don't know what to think. Um, 45, a lot of that money going over. I'd probably stay away from that total uh, if I'm going uh, over under. Yeah, just some other just quick notes here just to try and get more informed as we head to Thursday and possibly make some bets for this game. Green Bay has outscored its opponents 58-35. Only Chicago and New England have allowed fewer points on the year. So that's that defense again that we're starting to find out could be legit and it's not just luck or not just early in the season. They could be ending up being a top-five defense. We'll see. The Eagles have been outscored 78-76. Only six teams have allowed more from their opponents. And the Packers are 3-0 against the spread. They've won their games by an average of 7.5 points covering the spread by an average of five and a half, which is a big number. And like I said, Eagles have not covered yet this year. They've lost by an average of less than a point, point seven, and they failed to cover by 5.8. So you look at the Packers, their number's really high on average by beating the spread that's listed, and the Eagles are falling well short. So the odds makers are giving the Eagles the benefit of the doubt. This is the most talented team they've had in quite a while. This is the Eagles. This is two years from the Super Bowl. But so far through three games, they haven't lived up the expectations for Vegas or the fan base. So what I'm gathering is if you have money and you want to put it on an NFL game, you're not taking Eagles-Packers with the line, the money line, the spread, and even the total is dangerous. I think the week opened, it was at 46. As you mentioned, it's down to 45. I, Mike, based on what you said about the under on Thursday nights, I'm, I'm tempted to say the best bet of the three, spread money line total would be under on that total. But who would be surprised if this game exceeded more than 45 or 46 Just a quick uh, prop possibility for you here. Teams uh, that are perfect, 3-0, first half against the spread, Packers. Teams that are 0-3, first half against the spread, Philadelphia. By that Mm -hmm. trend right there, take the Packers in the first half and then kind of Take your money at halftime and run. It sounds like a, a good chance for some in-game live betting like you've been uh, doing a lot lately, Mike Gill. Uh, the in-game live betting has been a prosperous business for all in. <laughs> business this, is booming. That, that, that is uh, a way to go. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the problem. By the way, the Packers are a perfect 3-0 against the spread, and the Eagles are one of two teams. The Dolphins are the other, hmm. 0-3 against the spread this year. Yes. Not surprisingly there. I'm glad you brought up the prop bets because I feel like in a game like this where you're just not sure where it can go either way, there are probably some more certainties in the prop betting, in the player props especially, which usually come out later in the week. Although with a Thursday night game, some might be out. But yeah. the Eagles have the, the uh, top 
two right now. They're ranked second in run defense, and they've always been a very good run defense under Jim Schwartz. So if you can find a prop on Aaron Jones, who has been starting to split some carries with Jamal Williams as they're trying not to uh, uh, wear him out so early in the season, maybe under 40, 45 rushing yards, I would take the under on Aaron Jones in that situation if you can find a good prop on that. Conversely, if you can find something with Devontae Adams, right? I believe the Eagles have given up a 100-yard receiver in each of their first three games. Yes, they have. Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin, and uh, Marvin Jones. So if there's a good prop on Devontae Adams to give you some money to make on over 100 yards, I would take that too. Anything else that jumps out at you, Ryan? Um, not a whole lot's really jumping out at me. <laughs> the, the player props that we like to dive into, I mean, you're, you're alluding to a couple good ones that I'm sure will be right around – over under 40 and a half rushing yards. So look, you know, keep an eye out for those when they finally post. But I do like the the home team, the winning margin bets, right? So like I, I did mention that uh, on the first episode. And for this one as well, I also like it. So a way team to win by one to six points for any of our Eagles fans out there that feel like regardless of what we've seen, the Eagles are going to turn it around and avoid a one and three start and figure out a way to win in Lambeau. If the Eagles do win this game, I think it's going to be under seven points. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm looking at the winning margin, away team, one to six points, plus 380. Right. I think that's great value, and it's very realistic. I think the Eagles can come away with a field goal type of win, two two or even one points, uh, but definitely under seven if the Eagles win this game, in my opinion. So look at winning margin, one to six, on the DraftKings Sportsbook mobile app for plus 380. That's going to be my prop pick. And that would compare. You didn't like the money line at plus 165 on the Eagles. Correct. And I think you make a lot of sense. If they're going to win this game, it's probably not going to be walking away against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau, where I believe they're uh, 0-3 in their last three games at Lambeau. So if they are going to win the game, it's probably going to be a tight one. So I like that plus 365 odds. Mike, what do you you think about that? Well, one thing, road teams this year in the NFL, we talk about Thursday night, the road team does not typically fare very well in that game. But against the spread, they are covering at the second highest rate through three weeks going back to 1984. Road teams... 31-16-1. 31-16-1. They're covering 65.9% of the time. Wow. It's the highest rate ever through the first three weeks of the season, going back to uh, eighty, uh, back to 2000 was the last time that road teams had done this well. So you're looking at something historic here with road teams. So that would say something. If you like that four and a half, it opened at five some places. If it ticks up a half a point, that's when you might want to jump on the Eagles and that road team trend that we're seeing that the road teams are getting it done in terms of covering on the road. If it gets to five, you might feel better about Philly in that spot. So let me ask you, I, I like that you bring that up, okay? I'm going to say this. Yeah, I love to do this on this podcast because this is when we get into the nitty-gritty. Your life savings are on the line, Mike, all right? And you have to bet between Eagles' money line getting four and a half or what Ryan was suggesting, which is – Eagles win between yeah. ones, and you get that at plus 365, where are you putting your money? You know, for me, a lot of times I'm a value guy. So I like the plus 180. I don't think it's great value, but if I'm going to bet the spread at minus 110, I think I'm going to take a chance to make a little bit more money on that investment. I don't think this is a spot where the Eagles have no shot. We keep hearing, oh, you're going to Green Bay and, you know, you got no shot. I think Philly is getting looked at 
a little bit lesser than they really are right now because they've lost two in a row. They lose against the Lions. They lose at home. But a lot of that is injury-related. So I like this spot for Philly to make a little money on the money line here. I'd like to see that plus 180 go up a little bit more if I can. Uh, but I think if I had a choice between the plus 4.5 and, and the plus 180, I'll just take the money line and get more uh, bang for my buck in that spot. Okay, yeah, and that's that's a good option. I I think that the money line, if you're looking at the Eagles to confidently go in there and steal a win in Lambeau, I th- I think that's a very good option. But you have you have a lot out there, and that's the beautiful thing now about betting on the mobile app and you know sports betting. There's a ton of options out there. But I threw a diff- a lot of different trends out there, guys, that aren't in the Eagles' favor, but. I did find some other, you know, some fun facts here that could sway how we're breaking down this game. So each of the last four Thursday night football games have been won by the underdog. Four straight underdog has found a way to win on Thursday night football. Take that how you want. The Packers have failed to cover the spread in each of their last four night games at Lambeau. All right, so another trend that could be in the Eagles' favor, at least for betting with that one, each of the Eagles' last four road games have gone under. The total points, so expect this one to go under as well. I, I think that's that's getting there. Devontae Adams has scored the first touchdown in each of the Packers' last two games. So you mentioned against the Eagles. Yeah, against the Eagles. Sorry, yeah, good good clarification there. So that's a good prop bet uh, potentially. Devontae Adams has scored the first touchdown. Nelson Aguilar has scored a touchdown in each of the Eagles' last three September road games against NFC teams. And another one here for prop bets, Zach Ertz has scored at least one touchdown in each of the Eagles' last two Thursday night road games. So some trends there that could potentially win you some money. And I like a couple of the first trends that the underdog seems to be uh, having some success on Thursday nights as of late. All right, good stuff. In a minute, all three of us are going to give our locks of the week and our avoids of the week. And, you know, as far as the NFL, which game you would just completely avoid altogether. But before we do that, I want to go through a few interesting games here on the schedule. We've seen the Dolphins now getting shellacked week after week after week, playing good teams with high uh, spreads. Now they welcome into Miami the Chargers. And this is a little bit different. It's not like they're playing a powerhouse. I mean, the Chargers are good, but they've they've kind of gotten off to a, a so-so start. They are 16-and-a-half-point dogs at home to the Chargers, a team that's got to travel all the way from the West Coast to the East and play in the humidity. Whereas in the past, I think we've liked any team playing the Miami Dolphins to cover. I have pause on this one with 16-and-a-half, at least as far as taking the Chargers on that. Mike? I don't love the Chargers in this spot, traveling across the country. Um, they are coming off of a loss. Um you know, uh, a home loss, right? They were at home last week against Houston and mm-hmm. lost that game. Uh, so they're in a spot where they really need to win the game. You know, they had the loss at Detroit, and so they're on two straight losses, too. This is an interesting spot. spot. How many times has a team coming off back-to-back losses been a two-touchdown-plus favorite in a game on the road? I would imagine that's hardly ever happened, if at all. Uh, so it's a spot I don't love uh, the Chargers in that spot. I'd probably avoid the game altogether, plus 600 Miami on the money line there. Hey, if you got fifty bucks to burn and you're just kind of thinking to yourself, <laughs> you're looking for a way to burn. Just your 50. say, hey, if Miami can see, look, they hung in that game with the with the Dolph, uh with the Cowboys for a little bit. No, they did last I, week. Uh, I know they ended up. In fact, in Dallas covered. Yeah, uh, which I I bet Dallas in that game. But look, Miami, 
um, at plus 600, if anything, I'll say, all right, maybe I just say 50 bucks just to say if they hit at plus 600, great. But overall, I don't like the Chargers in the spot, traveling on the road, going across the country. Uh, Miami did score two touchdowns last week against Dallas defense. That's pretty darn good. So uh, my, my uh, tip would be to probably take Miami – uh, if I'm going, if I have to take points in that game, I probably take Miami. I love Miami with the points this week. It's how do you love Miami? I yep. get it, but I know. that's with a the hard team to love. You're getting Even with the points, you're getting two over two touchdowns. Spot it to you, and just hear me out here. Uh-huh. Vegas is going to have a field day with this line. The sports books are going to cash out with this. They're going to have because, an interesting year with Miami all year. Yeah, I, I mean. Am I going to be shocked if the Chargers cover that spread? No, of course not. But it's going to be very difficult to have that type of a of a spread consecutive weeks and not cover. Like Chargers are going across the country. You all, both of you, made a lot of out points that are up against the Los Angeles Chargers. So I like the Dolphins to to cover this game in like a twenty four to ten loss, a twenty one to seven loss. I mean, I see it at sixteen and a half. I, I see Miami covering this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go against the gambler's credo here, and I'm going to wait for the Dolphins to prove it to me first before I start betting against them, uh, or betting in favor of them, I should <laughs> That's say. That's probably the best option. Yeah, because I think I think the perfect antidote for the Chargers' struggles is the Miami Dolphins. But I do agree, the whole East Coast, the West Coast to East Coast travel, the time differential, the humidity, maybe that helps, uh, and Rosen starting quarterback, maybe that helps them a little bit more, and they only lose by 15 instead of 16 and a half. <laughs> Uh, my how fast things change in the NFL. The Giants change their starting quarterback. They get a win under Daniel Jones, and they come home as three-point favorites now to the Washington Redskins. Uh, this is the same train wreck Giants who just a week before probably would not have been favored to win this game. Now they are favored for the first time of the year. I think it's a trap. I'm saying it right now, Mike Gill. I think it's a trap. Like the over in this game, by the way, and 80% of the um... – public is betting the over it's 49 Giants defense is horrible that doesn't change with Daniel Jones their defense is a absolute mess I think Washington's defense is pretty bad too we got that uh you know exposed a little bit on uh, Monday night the other night against Chicago uh so I like Jones to be able to put points up and I like Washington to be able to score against this defense I mean they didn't they moved the ball in the second half a little better. Chicago's got a really good defense. They had a spot in that game where it was what? 28-15 and it looked like Chicago was in firmly in control of that game all game. But if Washington could have punched that in, they were driving and Keenum goes for the 1-yard sneak, he fumbles. If they end up scoring there, that's a one-score game. So I think they'll have a much better chance of moving the ball against the Giants defense, which is horrible. They got a lot of points in this game. Over-under is 49, uh, but I think you can see two teams getting the 30s. Could this be a battle of some rookie quarterbacks? <laughs> At what point does Gruden go to the bench and go to Hoskins? I don't know, but I don't think that's that far off. The Redskins looked absolutely atrocious against the Chicago Bears. Give Chicago some credit, obviously. That defense is no joke. Mm-hmm. But when I look at this game betting, I don't know how you can say the Giants or you can feel confident with the Giants. I mean, similar to your line of thinking with the Miami Dolphins, Mosh. And no Saquon Barkley, by the way, who's nope. going to be on crutches for quite a while. That's a great That's a great uh, point there when you're looking at this game to bet. I love the Redskins. The Redskins have their backs up against the wall. They're going up against a rookie quarterback, their rival, NFC East, 
when those games, you know, when the NFC East division games take place, I'm going to do the cliche, throw the records out the window. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's true here. They're going to dial up some schemes, I think, on defense to give Daniel Jones a welcome to the NFC East moment. And I say the Redskins at the very least cover. If you're betting this game, I take Redskins plus three all day. Yeah, and I wouldn't even mind taking the Redskins in the money line this because I just think that they're going to win outright. All right, move on to the last game of intrigue for me. That is the Dallas well, Cowboys. Oh, game, yeah, though. go ahead, Mike. I'm Can sorry. I just ask, that game is in New York, right? The game is in New York, yes. We're, we're liking Washington traveling on the road. Well, if you're up the turnpike? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking, a division road game, we like Washington getting the three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ab- without Saquon Barkley, I think, you know, Daniel Jones, welcome to the NFL. He, that's a huge win for the kid. But I think the NFC East games are different. I think he's going to come down to earth a little bit. Not that he was spectacular, but he was he was good. He's going to come down to earth a little bit. And I see the Redskins winning this game outright, if not covering. It's going to be a battle, an ugly battle. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the other NFC East or game involving another NFC East team, and that's the Cowboys. They are playing New Orleans in New Orleans. Sunday nighter. Sunday night game. Getting, I'm sorry, giving the Saints two and a half. Now, you just saw the Saints go into Seattle and come out with a pretty convincing win there over the Seahawks, despite being on Teddy Bridgewater, who did a good job, and Taysom Hill gets mixed in there. And Dallas is two and a half point favorites in New Orleans, which is a very difficult place to win, Mike. New Orleans is tough. I mean, they just went on the road. And look, the Saints have always had this rap as a bad road team, and Seattle's always had this, you know, the the touted as one of the toughest places to play, and the Saints went in there and whipped them. So you got to wonder. Um, Saints coming off of a big win on the road. Now they get to come home on Sunday night. This is a. And I'm not saying. Look, I of the three of us, I think I like Dallas more than than both you guys. Dallas just hasn't played anybody yet. I mean, their schedule has been very light for them to be a road now. Not a considerable road favorite here, but I am a little surprised. Uh, so the Saints plus two and a half in their own building is attractive there. Mm-hmm. I do think that, but plus 120 on the money line might be the way to go because you're getting plus 120 against minus 112. So they don't need to win. Uh, they just need to win the game outright in that in that spot there. So the Saints getting points at home gives you a little more value, on a little extra value on the money line there. Uh, but I think we all wrote the Saints off because of Breeze but Bridgewater said, "Hey, you know, I was a Pro Bowler once too. So you gotta like them getting. You gotta like the value of them getting points in that dome, especially on a Sunday night." I love the Saints getting points in that dome, MG and Moshe. I, I'm not. Dallas is good. Okay, um, let me let me start with that. The Dallas Cowboys are a good football team. So far, they've looked sharp. But let's see them against a real opponent, like you said, uh, Gil. Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. I'm sorry, I'm not ready to crown them. If you want to crown them, then crown them. I'm not gonna do it. The hype train is on full gear for the Dallas Cowboys, and now they have to go into New Orleans, which is one of the toughest places to play. The Saints coming off a big win against Seattle. Teddy Bridgewater, I think he wants to show the world that he still has some you know, some fuel left in his tank. I like the Saints to come out with a win in a close one. They're getting points, boys. If you're giving me the Saints at home, with points as an underdog, that's never a bad bet, regardless of what happens. You got to feel good about that bet. 
Should we look at this total? Last year, these two teams played each other in Dallas, and the Cowboys won 13-10. to 10. So that's uh, you're talking about 23 points scored altogether in that game. I get this feeling, though, that this game's a little bit going to be higher. I think a lot higher. And I look at the total, and I think it was, uh, was it 48 in this game? Uh, I'm sorry, 47. I like the over in it. I just think that right now Dallas is clicking offensively, and I whatever drop-off you might have expected going from Drew Brees to Bridgewater didn't happen. And for them to put up 27 points in Seattle, which is a notoriously difficult place to score, and I get that the Seahawks aren't the Legion of Boom anymore, but they still have to deal with the environment there, that showed to me that – New Orleans is probably not going to drop off too much offensively from Brees to Bridgewater. They still have Peyton. They still have got Kamara. They still have Mike Thomas. Bridgewater's experience. Mike mentioned he made the Pro Bowl. So I can see these teams kind of duking it out as opposed to last time when they were just kind of trying to survive a, a, a you know, like kind of a, a street brawl there. Hmm. Yeah, one thing, too, is the Saints have a much better defense than they typically had. You know, the last couple of years, their defense has gotten better. Uh, but their defense is no longer that Saints defense that we all remember from when Breeze was really good, but their defense was really bad. So I think you got two good defenses here. I would like to see, you know, 47, I feel kind of comfortable with. If that drops down 47, uh, 46 and a half, even down to 46 for some reason, I would I would jump on that. 47 is a, is a, obviously a good play by Vegas. Uh, that's a – but – if it was up 48-49, I'd probably feel less comfortable. But if you could get this to dip another half a point, that's when I'd jump on this. When you dip, we dip. couple quick stats here, fun facts that I like to throw out there before we move on. The Saints have won four of their last five games as underdogs. The Saints have covered the spread in each of their last eight Sunday night games at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And seven of the Cowboys' last eight Sunday night games have gone under the total points line uh, for for the matchups there. So Dallas 13-10, like you said, 26-20 New Orleans in 2015, and the rest of them, which was 2014, 13, and 12, were all high-scoring, much different teams now, obviously, but those are just some trends and previous history between the two teams. It's going to be a good one. All right, that's good. Let's get into our lock of the week segment. Everybody has one pick they're going to make that they think is the lock of the week. Ryan, why don't we start with you? What's your lock of the week? I like Seattle minus four. That's my lock of the week. Uh, Arizona, first of all, Kyler Murray's been playing well. You know, I, with the with the tools or the lack thereof that he's been given in Arizona, I give the Cardinals a little bit of credit. But we just talked about the Saints beating Seattle. I think Seattle's going to go into Arizona and, as Mike would say, whip the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Uh, Cardinals plus four, Seahawks only getting four. I can see them winning this game by a touchdown, if not more. Michael, your lock of the week? I like Pittsburgh, minus four, Monday night football at home. I think the Bengals are a mess. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think Rudolph is capable. I don't think they're a dumpster fire because Roethlisberger's out. So I like the four. I think Pittsburgh probably wins that game pretty handily. I know the television executives are hoping that Pittsburgh wins that game handily. They got a lot of primetime games coming up, so uh, Monday night this is a bad Monday night football game, by the way, but you can make some money with Pittsburgh at home. I think they win by at least a touchdown. They're minus four right now. Uh, 43 is the over-under. 43-and-a-half is the over-under on that game, and I think you can get some uh, you know, get some value by taking the over in that game, too. I think uh, Bengals' defense is pretty weak, but they can score. They can put some points on the board. They got some decent weapons, but I love 
Uh, love Pittsburgh at home, minus four. I think they win the game by at least a touchdown. All right, my lock of the week is going to be the Atlanta Falcons giving four to the Tennessee Titans at home. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have obviously played better at home than on the road so far, and the Titans after that 31-point win over Cleveland in the opener have just been a train wreck to me. I mean, they played a close division game, and then they went and got completely outclassed against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, what was that, that Thursday night game that they played? Yeah. That was just bad. And, in fact, they may be close to benching Mariota if he plays that poorly again. So the Falcons come home. They give four. I like that uh, that number for the Falcons. So that's my lock of the week. All right, those are the lock of the weeks. Ryan likes Seattle giving four. Mike likes Pittsburgh giving four to the Bengals. And I like the Atlanta Falcons giving four at home to the Tennessee Titans. That's going to do it for All In. You hear it on 97.3 ESPN.com. As always, Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein, Jeff Mosher, we remind you – Make that money.